Today, the liberal government uh, said they'll summon China's ambassador over allegations made by CSIS that a Chinese diplomat in Toronto was involved in a plot to intimidate a conservative MP uh, and his family. Uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie said today that she asked her deputy minister to tell a Chinese ambassador, Kong Pei Wu, that Canada won't tolerate any form of foreign interference uh, in its uh, affairs. Marco Mendocino, who is Canada's Minister of Public Safety, uh, made these comments in question period today. Take a listen. The Minister for Global Affairs earlier today summoned the Chinese ambassador to ensure that we're clear about any consequences around hostile activities or foreign interference, and that is very much consistent with Canada's strong record in condemning this kind of behaviour. Moreover, we'll continue to work with all parliamentarians to protect the people that work in this chamber so we can uphold our democracy. Now, this entire kerfuffle um, uh, occurred after CSIS said they believed a diplomat working out of China's Toronto consulate uh, had targeted uh, Conservative Member of Parliament Michael Chong and his relatives in Hong Kong uh, because he has been an outspoken critic of Beijing's human rights record. Here is Conservative MP Michael Chong in question period today. CSIS has been advising the government, the departments, the Privy Council Office, the National Security Advisor, deputy ministers, that foreign agents in Canada, foreign diplomats in Canada are presenting a threat to Canadian MPs in this House of Commons. In fact, the 2022 intelligence report of CSIS today says that these threat actors must be held accountable for their clandestine activities. And we also will continue to inform national security stakeholders and all Canadians about foreign interference. So why is the government not listening to the advice of CSIS and not listening to the advice in the reports that are being distributed? That was a conservative member of uh, Parliament, Michael Chong, today in question period. Joining me now is Jeremy Nuttall. He's a Vancouver-based investigative journalist for the Toronto Star. He has also lived and worked in China as well. Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Nice to be here again. Yeah, we've we've been talking about this issue for a while now. Do you think we're finally getting to the point where we're, where we may actually boot out uh, a Chinese um, diplomat from Canada back to back back to China? I don't know. I, uh, I I don't think we are at that point yet. Um, from what I've seen so far uh, from the, the Liberal government on this file, they're dragged kicking and screaming uh, to take any action on this, um, and I don't see them taking that extreme step. Um, you know, as far as we know, uh, all they've done is summer, summon uh, Tsong Tae Wu, um, and that's that's about it. They maybe maybe pretended to give him a dressing down, but I, I just. I, I just don't have faith from what I've seen so far that uh, the uh, the government is uh, at all serious about this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it seems like every time something like this comes out in the news, we find out they already knew about it. Uh, so why are they only once again doing something about it after it's been in the media? Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Australia, uh, they have a even deeper connection, I think, to the uh, Chinese economy. Uh, than we do. Not that we don't, but theirs is even deeper, and meaning you know, much, they, deeper, much yeah. deeper, and especially when it comes to natural resources. Uh, and they collectively, as a society and as a government, decided, no, we are not putting up with this. So the repercussions uh, were quite significant, uh, but they, they, they've, uh, when it comes to their economy, have expanded their economy, they have diversified their economy. Yet here in Canada, while we're less reliant on China, 
we continue to be sitting on our hands. I just don't understand what the mindset in Ottawa is and what's, why we can't get off our duff and actually do something. Well, I mean, to me, it all comes down to the little circle of people that run this country. And uh, a lot of them are in circles that make a lot of money off of China. Mm. And those are the same circles that have the ear of the government. Um, as I'm sure you know, for years we've seen certain academics, business leaders, um, think tanks, etc., just push the business with China, the good relations with China, so hard and so relentlessly that it's almost like it's impossible to turn the ship around now that we're going that way. Um, and I think that part of it is uh, so many of the people who, who take that viewpoint on relations with China are firmly entrenched in the government's circle of influence. And I think that's the biggest problem. Do you think this is going to now impact uh, our reputation with our allies, the U.S., New Zealand, the U- U.K., Australia, are in, a, are in action? I think it already has. I, I, I really think that uh, the Five Eyes Alliance uh, and others have seen Canada as a uh, an unreliable partner when it comes to these issues, when it comes to uh, national security, um, all this stuff. And, and it's it's hurting our reputation where uh, with countries that are, are, are very important to us uh, economically, culturally, politically. Uh, and it's, it's yeah, you just got to wonder, like, when is something going to be done uh, to, to, to sort of say, like, hey, that's not how Canada is. We're on this, you know? And mm-hmm. it just, uh, we're still waiting. Why uh, does China target Canada uh, in, in regards to foreign influence? What is our importance to them? Is it about natural resources? Is it because they have a large diaspora population here? What is it about Canada that they must meddle in our affairs? I think they see us as a weak link. I think they think that, uh, you know, you go after the weak link first, so they, you meddle in Canada's affairs, you see what you can get away with. Uh, and then maybe, uh, you know, you can try that same thing on Australia down the road. Or maybe, uh, you know, Canada is uh, uh, easy to uh, convince them to try to convince our, their allies um, to take a certain position on something. Um, so I, I personally think it's just that we're seen as a weak link in, uh, in the, uh, the Western world. And that's why uh, we're getting hit so hard with this stuff. Well, it is fascinating to see. I mean, it, the, the government really wants to put this aside, wants it to go away, but it, it's literally a drip, drip, drip situation. But one day, just when they think they've got it, it's, it's dealt with and it's hopefully in the rearview mirror, something else comes out. That also tells me, and I'm sure many other people, that look, the security establishment has not been happy with the way Canada, uh, not just under the Liberals, probably under the Conservatives as well, have just sort of muddled or muddling their way through that nobody seems to be taking uh, action, specific action to actually deal with some of these issues and that's going to continue i mean i've been doing stories on china since 2013 2014 when i first moved back from china mm-hmm. and uh i haven't seen things do anything but get worse there's more stories there's more stories out there to do there's more stories coming up all the time so um now that this has grabbed the attention of the public uh if the federal government uh, and provincial government and others think that this is going to go away i think they're very wrong Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the only way that it's going to go away is to see concrete action actually taken. Jeremy, thank you for your time today. Thank you.